When we talked about freedom, did we ever reference George Michael's freedom song? No, but we should have. Hmm. Our podcast can't be complete. Because I feel like if I didn't say it out loud, I was definitely thinking it the whole time. But if I didn't say it out loud, it's because I was confident that I could not carry that out. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, like Mm -hmm. when it comes to... When it comes to pop culture, like you got, if it's something as wonderful as Freedom, 1990, whatever that was called, by George Michael, um, yeah, Freedom 90, I think is what it's called. What yeah. It's called, yeah. What you give is what you take. That's right. It's a fantastic, fantastic song. That was good. That was good, George <laughs> Michael. I remember. Was it the night? Oh my gosh. It's really disturbing how much you know and how accurate you are. Freedom, exclamation point, apostrophe 90. 90. Yeah. Released 1990. Okay, yep, one point for James for the day. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I remember going to a Sweet 16 because that was like. I guess that was like the thing. I wasn't in a sweet 16 because like, you know, the society girls were mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. didn't necessarily fit that mold. But at my school, there were lots of girls who had sweet 16s. Anyway, one of the girls, one of my friend group people, acquaintance people had one at this um, hotel's ballroom. Mm-hmm. And I can distinctly remember... Um, the George Michael father figure song playing like you play father figure and I am in that ballroom and I can see the staircase and I can see the girls and it's all floods back music does that music does that and smell and smell does that big time yeah yeah um so so I was thinking it was gonna be not 90 but late 80s but 90 okay so um you remember that song I'm gonna have to look it up um uh, it's called What I Am. It's by Edie. Edie, Edie Brickell. Edie Brickell, yeah. And the New Bohemians. Yeah. That song. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. What I am is what I am. So that song. I, I oh, heard that song. I was in like I was in like second or third grade, fourth grade maybe. And um, I heard that song while I was at the swimming pool. And I just thought it was the most hilarious thing because they were singing about like, water. Are they singing this to me? Yeah. Is this about I just thought it was, my experience? And so if I hear that song, I immediately think about... You're in the pool. I'm in the pool right across the street from my elementary school in the middle of the summer in like something that happened so she told some friends that she was going to a concert for Mm -hmm. Rex Orange County okay and her friend says oh I like that group and Laurel said I didn't want to embarrass her by saying 
it's just a guy, just it's not a, guy. a group. Yeah. And so she said, I didn't say anything. And I said, Laurel, I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've done that with my friend James, where I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I remember one very specifically at Santa Cruz, you were setting up music and I said, blah, blah, blah about Phil Wickman. And you're like, and, and I said, he was very gracious because he didn't make me feel stupid or anything. He just said, oh, it's Wickham. And I went, oh, okay. And then I probably went to the bathroom and cried. Just kidding. I didn't. I hope you didn't. No, I didn't. I'm I didn't. Sorry but I, pro- but I probably, no, you didn't. But I was grateful that you told me because like, oh, uh. and then I thought I was at this, at our, our book club thing and it was St. Patrick's Day and one of our friends didn't have on any green and he was eating this big pizza with arugula on top so he took a piece of the arugula and tucked it in his pocket and then another friend came late and as we're talking da 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 he's like y'all are y'all really gonna let him keep that arugula on his shirt and he pulls it and I'm like that was his St. Patrick's Day green yeah so then it was like a little mm mm-mm so do you tell the person or do you not I think you mind Does it your, depend? I think you mind your business most of the time. That's what I've learned. Hmm. I, I, I went through a phase and, and I still struggle with it. I know that I do. Where like I I feel like I mansplained a bit. You, know? you might need it. So I mansplain that to me. Is so, that what it is? Yeah. So okay. it's like, you know, someone someone well you know, like the like the, the worst is when someone's like actually and then <gasps> and then corrects oh, you or corrects F, the conversation. Yeah. I think it's polite to to kind of mind your business. Smile and wave, boys. Yeah, yeah. Because most things are not worth it. Like okay. I mean, unless someone is like, you know, like like there are there are probably a few things that we all have in our lives that we hold near and dear, that are really important to us that we want to be like, okay, I want to make yeah. sure that when this is talked about, like if someone is talking about the church, I'm probably going to explain. Hopefully, very politely try to. Try to actually. try to be a good ambassador of the church, right? And yes. I'm, I hope I'm not. I'm gonna do my best to not say actually. Um, but yeah. Well, well actually, actually, oh. yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, if you could say actually, if it's appropriate, and we in should, those instances, we should start a band called Phil Wickman. <laughs> Phil Wickman. Yeah. <laughs> the Phil Wickmans. Or just Phil Wickman, and then Phil Wickman. and then Laurel can tell oh. all our friends. Actually, it's a band. <laughs> This one's not just a person. This one's not just this a person. One's a this one's a band. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Question. Did you go to the vigil? Yep. After the vigil, mm-hmm. did you have trouble speaking regular language or did you have to sing everything? No, but I'm glad that that happened for you. That's oh my awesome. gosh, it totally happened to me. You were kind of doing so it right nuts. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of crazy. No, 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 for sure not. But I do feel like, you know how some musicals, when they do, it feels awkward because they're just, oh, they should just be talking, but then they start singing. I, f- I feel like it's more believable, like after the vigil, where I feel like, um, I even saw <laughs> our friend who um, does the maintenance stuff at St. Ignatius, mm-hmm. Mr. Juan. I'm like, hello, Mr. Juan. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Thanks be to God, Miss Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is Which awesome. had my kids cracking up laughing because awesome. that he would play along mm-hmm. was fun. Okay. That's awesome. I Question for new James with glasses. What's up? Do the earmuffs bug a little? No, but they okay. probably will now that you pointed it out. Oh, yeah, sorry. So I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. No, that's fine. Um, no, they're, they're okay. They're, that was actually <laughs> kind of a... Um, 
one of that was one of the reasons I picked these frames. Oh, qualifier, a, a, huh? A pretty small profile. Yeah. Arm. Yeah. Arm. Sure. Is that these are the arms. Are those are the arms. Yeah. Okay. I mean, For I'm sure. I'm new to all this glasses lingo, so not me. Expert. I got glasses, ragamuffins. It's fun. James, we're podcasting, glasses. by the way. We're four-eyed. We're eight-eyed together. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We talked about my little baby prescription earlier. <laughs> um, I've never had glasses before, so I got a teeny tiny little yeah. little starter prescription. Yeah. Um, That's cute. Yeah, we'll see if that changes. I'm sure it will. Yeah, so. now when I go to the eye doctor, they, they look at me like, oh, it looks like they've gotten worse again now. It's a whatever. Mm-hmm. And mine aren't terrible. Like my nieces are actually worse than mine, which mm-hmm. I thought was odd because I thought I feel like my prescription's so bad, but it's not that bad. Hmm. It's just funky because it's it's near far different. So I'm in the oh, progressives. Gotcha. Okay. So when they introduced the idea of progressives, they did it like, you know, like they were tr- going to let me down easy. Did you, did you know? It's mm-hmm. time. To, yeah. I think. I think it might be time to move to progressives. And I'm like, bro, I've already been on progressives. I had to go to a new eye doctor because our prescription, our coverage, our insurance changed. Yeah. Yeah. So the the eye doctor that I, I don't know if I said this the last time we podcasted. So. Well. I was at the eye doctor and um, he was like explaining things to me. Like he was letting me down. And I was like, no, bro, I'm here for glasses. Like, I know that I need some help. You don't need to del- act like you're delivering bad news. Yeah, I'm yeah. aware. The last, yeah, the last three months, my vision has been really... Like, I'm here it's for gi- help. It's giving Please. me headaches. Like, oh, I need, I need yeah, you... that's the worst. I need you to, like, help me out. And then um, it was so funny. He was like, uh, he was like, oh, you know, he, he realized I was a new patient. Or he was like, I guess he remembered I was a new patient. And he was like, so when's the last time you went to the eye doctor? And I was like, 1996. <laughs> And he just goes, what? Oh. Yeah. It was, it was 95 or 96. I got poked in the eye playing basketball. Ooh. And that was the last time I went to the eye doctor. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. And, um, but it was. What did that exam look like? They look. They did the they whole did thing, with the, thing. The with light with the, thing. Yeah. And they just checked out my eye. They blind you? Had a, had a scratched cornea or whatever. Ouch. Um, but it was all right. Oh. Yeah. How does that heal? Uh, just time. Time. It took took about a. Those are the worst, right? Took, took, it felt like like something was in it for a little mm. while, and then it was kind of itchy, and then it went away. Yeah. Like you're thinking, I'm gonna go to the doctor. They're gonna do something to expedite the healing, and yeah. they're like, you're just gonna have to rest, yeah, and it'll that, heal itself on its own. That'll be nine thousand dollars exactly yeah. for my expert advice, which carries with it zero work for you. Just yeah. go take a rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's when you need, um, like some, that's when you need Jesus to be your physician. Exactly. Cause he would just spit on the ground and rub your eyes. So much more efficient. If anyone other than Jesus spit on the ground and then rub my <laughs> eyes, I'd be really upset. I'd be like, I'd be like, did you go to medical school? Uh, I don't think you did. I don't think they taught that. There. I don't think they taught that. Although there. there's a whole lot of holiness or goodness that comes from dirt. Yeah. I feel like this whole COVID thing has kind of Shifted us in a new direction. Hello, flu of April. Yeah. 2022. So, okay. So, uh, one of the really, one of the coolest things, this was kind of a light bulb moment for me. Um, so the word humus, right? If you go to like the, like the, not hummus. Like, the like the garden, not hummus, humus, uh, H-U- humus H-U- the soil H-U- stuff. H-U-M-U-S. Yeah. You mm. go to the garden center and you can buy a bag of humus, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really, what it, what it is, a really rich soil. It's a blend of topsoil and manure, basically. Nice, right? nice. Humus. While we're talking about this, yes. Um, that comes from the same word as human. Ew. And and no, it's Decom- actually it's actually really kind of beautiful. Decompose people. No, no, no. What 
the word human means in in Latin and the word humus is from the, the earth. earth. Oh my gosh. From the earth. And so interestingly enough, the word humility or humble also comes from the same root word. I learned this from Father Robert Robert Barron on wow. a video. And when we when we look at the earth, um, when we look at the dirt, it is only the reality of the dirt that we see. There's nothing like like veiling the reality. So so the word human, what you know, at it at its root, it kind of means grounded in reality. Like it is kind of the you uh. know, so so when we when we think of our humanity, mm. um even our, our, you know, our language is encouraging us to, to see, uh, to see ourselves for what we are, which is, that's really, that, I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Remember when you said, what are some, is there a word that you are hesitant to say? Cause you don't know if you're going to say it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That soil stuff that, that humus, mm-hmm. I want it to be hummus. Is that cause you're hungry? No. Cause I feel like humus sounds like I'm mispronouncing it. But how good is hummus? Hummus is so good. It's have you amazing. Ever had, okay, this is this could potentially be gross. Chocolate hummus. I have. It's not gross. It's not gross. It's but not it my favorite thing. But it sounds weird. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather just have chocolate. Um, I, completely. After I have like garlic hummus with pita bread. Yeah, That's with a, a pause to let some of the garlic subside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't have to be too garlicky. I'm not fighting vampires or anything. Mm. I like garlic a lot. I like garlic too. Did I tell you my dad said, you can never have too much garlic in a recipe? And I kind of challenged that with mm-hmm. a stuffed artichoke. And mm-hmm. um, there is too much garlic. That is the thing. That is the it thing. It was Bernie okay. in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was about to say like, especially if it's really fresh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because it's just like crushed fresh. It's not like yeah. sitting in liquid in the fridge. Not yeah. that kind. No, no, no. I'm a presser. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. I've become a presser lately. I was using the stuff out of the jar for, for a no. little while. But I like the, but I, I, took I, you I do, a purist. I, I do, I do, well, it's so much work. I do I like, okay. um, so at HEB now, um, uh, and I'm sure at your local grocery store, if you're listening <laughs> at HEB now, you can get just the, the peeled garlic. You can bulbs. get the peeled garlic. Yeah. Okay. But listen to this, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Because I also don't like to press, not because I don't like to press, but because I don't like to clean the garlic press. You can get in the freezer section, crushed garlic in little cubes. Oh, wow. That's what I get now. And then you just pop them out. That's pretty cool. And they also, they do garlic. They have ginger, which is a pain in the butt to grate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, They might have cilantro too, which isn't bad. I don't, I guess that's like beneficial if you're going to do a soup and you don't have access to fresh cilantro. Speaking of words that you don't know, okay, do you just say cilantro or do you feel like you have to say cilantro? Cilantro. That's, that's, that's you, a good, that's good. I'm good, right? It's very good, I feel yeah. like I really, I cilantro. am meant to speak Spanish. I need to get some education. Mm-hmm. We, we should do that together. That would be fun. I would, I would really like to get better at Spanish. I'm like, we, we go on the, this mission trip mm-hmm. every summer and by the end of the week, I feel so good about my Spanish and like I'm, you know. Like using different tenses and all this kind of You're stuff, and to, kind of picking stuff up, and then we come home. And, and, I, and I just don't oh. spend enough time around Spanish hmm. speakers. You need to um, immerse and then stay immersed. My friend, my friend Kevin, uh, he who, who goes on the mission trip as well, mm-hmm. um, he was working at a parish, and there were a couple of Spanish speakers there. And so, kind of in preparation uh, for the the trip a few years ago, he asked them to only speak to him in Spanish for like a solid month. Wow. That's cool. He's a fluent Spanish speaker and he, and and it, and it's really just like, 
I mean, that's kind of like what it takes, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I know. I need to find, mm. as, and especially as many Spanish speakers as I have in my family. Like, I need to just tell right? my dad. You hey, kind of have no excuse. Yeah. We, we, you know, whenever we chat, half the time it needs to be in Spanish. My dad <laughs> Don't do like, it the whole time because. My dad would be like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he'd be like, buy a, go buy a book. Actually, he, he would he'd be, he'd be, he'd be really excited. But anyway, I'm very burpy today. Why? The coffee? The coffee. Did you get sparkling coffee? <laughs> no, but I am. What would I'm, that be? I'm very, that would you be. think nitro is sparkling coffee? I don't coffee? think so. I don't no, think so. It's just it is a little foamy pressure, though. That's but... nice. Yeah. Um, so there is, I saw, have you seen this coffee with Coke? I've heard about that. Yeah, that sounds seems gross. I, I was gonna say weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just say gross. It sounds gross. It does sound gross. Yeah. Because if coffee's Coca Cola so wants good to sponsor our sp- our podcast, <laughs> we will erase that. Coffee with Coke sounds great. <laughs> but nitro with strawberry. Yeah, it's questionable. Strawberry milk, good. Strawberry mm-hmm. coffee, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Banana milk. Banana milk, delicious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Banana coffee. Banana Ouch. nothing with coffee. Yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah. we kind of like that Sesame Street thing where we're putting the words together. Like it's getting closer and closer. Banana bread, coffee. Banana coffee. It's been a long no. time since I've seen Sesame Street. So. Oh, it's, do you know it's like still kicking like with new stuff? Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. relevant. Yeah. Culturally relevant. They, they, worldly it's actually, relevant. It's noon. It is Hi. noon. It's Pretty Angelus <laughs> with, Nikki, with, with Nikki on her phone. It's very cool. Um, we should podcast now. Sorry. It's okay. Was, it's, to, it's totally fine. I'm a fun. little um, squirrely today. I am too. Squirrel. I am too. I, I think I think it's a little a little bit of what we're going to kind of talk about. It's like post Easter kind of post Easter e- energy squirrelies. slash maybe a little bit of letdown, maybe a little bit of like. What do we do next? Kind of vibe, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of like after the party that yeah. you build up for the party for so long and then it's great and it yeah. happens and then you're left with being alone in your room with the mess of the floor and all the people have gone and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And you're like, no one, like I'm going to have to clean out the big pot that had the queso in it oh. and that's going to be the worst. Oh my gosh, I said that best thing to that said my body's not a temple it's a thermos for queso <laughs> that's and pretty I great felt seen <laughs> that's pretty great that's awesome my body's not a temple you could apply that to so many things it's a thermos yeah. for barbecue it's a thermos for pizza exactly it's a thermos for mm. old fashions yeah. Ooh. yeah it could be a thermos for whatever you want mm-hmm. Yep, that's pretty cool. I like that. But getting back to the podcast, it I should like be that. a temple as well. It should be a temple as well. Um, so make room. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just let's let's dive right into this because I feel like we're both thinking a lot of these same things. So hi, Nikki. <laughs> Hello, James. How are you? Hello, Eastery James. I'm good. I'm good too. Um, Eastery James, Eastery Nikki. Yes, uh, yes, so we yes. are we are podcasting uh, within the octave of Easter. Because we're an Easter uh, people and Hallelujah is our song. That's right. So the eight days Woo-hoo. the eight days after Easter, um, the church uh, actually still celebrates as if it were Easter Sunday, meaning if you went to daily mass, if you're Catholic and you went to daily mass this past week, you um, you prayed the Gloria or sang the Gloria we did. at the beginning of Mass. Um, if your priest is a real stickler for liturgy, then you might have even had some extra readings. Probably not, but you might have had some extra readings at daily Mass. Um, all of those extra readings we read at the Easter Vigil and on Easter Sunday. Um, 
they're still there. They're still part of the liturgy, which is really cool, uh, because the church um, believes that um, these important things, namely Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. uh, that that happen, that 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 are are kind of given this uh, extended time of celebration, this octave, this the, you know, these eight should. eight days. Um, they believe that those things are really important, and those things should remain at the forefront of our mind, uh, and we should remain in this celebratory mode with joy in our present or fee, I, I, a heavy a heavy denseness of joy yeah that's can fantastic. joy be dense it's actually light but it's but that's i think in i the think air. i think you can be very immersed in joy which is okay. yeah yeah for sure um and then the the other cool thing to kind of think about right now is that the easter season which we've only just embarked upon we just stepped um, into it yeah is 50 days long that's longer ten, than lent that's 10 more days than lent yeah which means the church wants us to be uh, or we as a people want to be Rejoicing, want to be celebrating um, the resurrection of Christ, that Christ has conquered death. We want to be celebrating that even longer yeah. than we want to be wandering in the desert and, and you know, um, repenting and opining and all that, all of those feelings that we have yeah. uh, during Lent. Not that we shouldn't be repentant and that we shouldn't be continuing to try to make ourselves better, right? But right now we're kind of basking in the glory of yes. the resurrected Christ. Um because there's a time and a place for everything. There is. It is time to rejoice, people. There is. It is time to rejoice. Um, and a weird, maybe weird, um, way of looking at that uh, is to be rejoicing to the point of discomfort. What right? does that mean? Rejoicing to the point of, of <laughs> uncomfortability. Um, long story short, I think we, I think it means that we are so excited about what Christ has done for us that our life has to change. Oh. Our life has to change. We And it's mm. like, wait, James, Nikki, our life has been changing these last 40 days. Right, isn't that what Lent, Lent was for? Isn't that what Lent was for? Your life is longer than 40 days. In fact, your life is eternal, right? Touché. So you are, you are, you are, um, your soul is immortal, right? I shouldn't say your soul is eternal because you were created at, at one moment in God's mm. you know, plan. But, um, from here on out, from here forward, you will continue to be conscious, right? Your mm. soul is living. And so um, God wants us to always, always, always be journeying forwards, not necessarily looking at it like work or looking at it like, oh, I have to change, but always be journeying forwards towards him, always be running towards him, always be moving towards yeah, him, yeah. moving with him, moving kind of in his plan, in his grace, right? And um, and that takes action on our, on our part, and that takes growth. And usually, growth means that there's some discomfort. Right? Yeah, there's some things, be. some things that you gotta kind of shed, and some things you gotta let go of in order to, to move forward in different ways in your life. Um, I want to kind of look at uh, I want to look at some of the things that happened, uh, some of the readings that we've been actually hearing in this octave of Easter, um, to talk about kind of how. Uh, how our, how our lives are different and then maybe how this discomfort, you know, if you're living that ragamuffin life like we are, where you, mm-hmm. you already f- maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable at church sometimes. Right. I can't take any more discomfort. Yeah. Or, oh. or, or maybe, or maybe, I mean, maybe you really feel like you're on the fringes of your community, right? Your church community, your faith community, yeah. your family, whatever it might be. Um, the disciples were on the fringes big time. Absolutely. And Easter, Good heavens. even though it seems really glorious right now, Easter in a lot of ways did not help that discomfort. Hmm. It actually kind of made things a little, <laughs> a little worse, uh, at least in terms of worldly comfort. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. A- awkwardness so, and mm-hmm. um, uneasiness. Yeah. 
yeah, um, comfort and and comfort and peace are are two really different things. And Jesus promises us peace; He doesn't promise us comfort. They're kind of like on a seesaw. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So there's a there's yeah, that's a good analogy. There's a huge give and take, mm-hmm. right, between comfort and peace. Um, how comfortable do you want to be? Well, it might not be peaceful. How peaceful do you want right. to be? Right, might not be comfortable. Right. Um, oh, these we'll are some kinda, tough lessons. Too. They are. They are. Um, before we do all that. How was your Easter celebration? You spent time with family. Before we delve in. Before we delve in. I'm interrupting my crazy. That's okay. Before this podcast is unfurled. (laughs) The word of the day, kids, is un. Pee Wee's Playhouse gonna scream. (laughs) Yes. Okay. How did my Easter unfurl? Yeah. How was it? How was time with family? How was your your worship? Um, What was that? What was that like for you this year? Well, James, it was lovely. Um, you know, I, I've told you before, my favorite mass of the year, if you could have a favorite mass, is Holy Thursday mm-hmm. mass. And um, this year did not disappoint. So one of um, one of our youth was chosen to get his feet washed. And I was super happy and grateful. And, uh, you know, at one point, Luke looked at me and he goes, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm not crying. And I wasn't even crying consciously crying but I did I felt I did feel like something leaked out but it wasn't like a um I'm having an emotion that's making me cry I'm choosing it just happened type sure. thing yeah. I was so happy to see this and not just to see him get his feet washed but the way I just love how um Father John does this and he, I, I feel like he embodies Jesus so well with taking care with their feet because mm-hmm. I've seen it also done where it's kind of like um pour the water, give them a cloth and let them dry it. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And he, he caresses their feet and really takes time to show their dignity. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was beautiful. And our youth, Christopher, he has this moment that was actually captured. Somebody took a picture and, um, and he's got the biggest, most joyful smile on his face and father John's laughing. And it was just, it was just beautiful. So it started with that. Um, and then um, our youth did the mime on Good Friday, and that just felt good and solemn and um, beautiful. And then Saturday, you know, we wait until mm-hmm. the vigil. The vigil was so lovely, just so lovely. And our, our, you know, I, I guess the priests all come out for the vigil. So, you know, many mm-hmm. priests uh, kind of celebrating the Mass. And while we were outside with the fire, we were having a little conversation with... Um, one of the visiting priests and it was just so fun because they were personable and sure. I'm asking Luke the questions about well we all feel the heat from the fire but what else does the fire represent and of course Luke's thinking where can I get a stick and marshmallows and I'm like god oh my gosh you need to be catechized so badly that's, awesome. yeah. that's my kid and he's like well but but it's given off light right and mm-hmm. Jesus is the light of the world and I was just like just that they take a moment in this jam-packed liturgy mm-hmm. yeah. to be yeah. real and human with us yeah. made it lovely. And then, of course, Easter liturgy with all the readings mm-hmm. and the baptisms with all the water. And after uh, we baptized 11 people, um, and Father John's very excited and just pouring the water with gusto, right? Mm-hmm. And as he finishes and he's walking across the altar, he just looks at the congregation and says, that was fun! And I was like, Ugh. Yeah, that's this that's is the awesome. Best day yeah. ever. That's awesome. That yeah. that sort of um, I, I I noticed that spirit here at St. Vincent de Paul as well uh-huh. this year. Um, our our two our two priests were just so incredible um, with you know 
involving a lot of different people in the liturgy mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and getting you know sort of this this wide variety this this spectrum of people to have their feet washed yeah um, they both washed feet which was really cool um, a lot of times it's only the presider that washes yeah. the feet but um, both father Tom and father Brian washed feet and and it was you know the people were were up right next to the sanctuary steps so everybody could kind of see everybody mm-hmm. had a great view the whole time and um, a couple of our youth were were in there which yeah. was cool um, it was it was really uh, it was really neat too because um, uh, father Tom kind of focused on people who are serving the parish and he made a made a point to yeah. and he doesn't do that every year right they don't they don't it, there's not you know one particular group that gets the their formula. feet washed yeah, yeah. Um, but he said you know we're, we want to recognize these people and everyone who who serves our parish who serves our local community um, because they often don't take the time to to do this for themselves right they don't right. take the time to you know maybe maybe lean into their relationship with God in a way that's really going to to um, to fill them up all the time. They're, they're usually a little more worried about pouring themselves out, right? That sole purpose is, so, is filling them up. So I, right? I felt like we've talked about Martha and Mary before. Mm. I, I felt like, you know, Jesus was, yes, Mary, you sit there and I'm going to wash Martha's feet yeah. and I'm going to teach yeah. you something, you know, like I'm going to teach you both something, but I'm going to teach you something by washing Martha's feet. It was, it was really cool. That's beautiful. Um, I, I had a, um, a, a similar sort of joyful experience um, at the Easter vigil. So I was, um, our vigil, like everybody else's, it starts outside. There's a big, the big fire and all this kind of stuff. We have a little, um, like fire pit that one of our Eagle Scouts built a couple years ago. And so, um, obviously we don't have, you know, we have live streaming capabilities and we we're we're still live streaming masses for those that that can't come to to mass. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so it was my job to live stream the vigil. We live streamed the whole triduum. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, um, it was my, my job to live stream the vigil. And so we had to find a solution, uh, for getting a camera outside. So we, we did, and there was this wireless camera and we bought some stuff on Amazon wow, and stuff. It was, it was really neat. Um, but as the, as the mass was going on, I'm like running around doing things and moving this camera around and, and then we come inside and there's baptisms and I'm moving the camera around again. And we have this huge <laughs> baptismal font and it's actually right next oh, to yeah, the live stream camera. station and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's just a crazy, you know, and during the liturgy of the Eucharist, I had this thought in my mind. I was like, I am not really that checked into mass. Mm. I'm not really that checked into like the liturgy of what's going on. Like I'm, I haven't really been praying a ton. Right. And, um, started to kind of question, do I, do I go get communion mm. or not? Like, what's, what's the deal here? Like, should I, you know, should, am I, I don't want to say worthy, but am mm-hmm. I prepared? Right. Do I feel good about it? And I looked out and there were so many people, um, and it's the vigil. It's not a time that I normally go to mass, but there were so many people, um, that I did not recognize. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, it was standing room only in the church. And I just got this feeling like in kind of praying with that, I just kind of got this feeling like, like James, my grace is sufficient for you. That's it. Like, like I, like my grace in the Eucharist, my grace in, in these moments, these, these liturgical moments, moments in church, right. Even just shaking someone's hand or, or saying hi to someone or whatever, like my grace is here and it's taking care of that. It's not about so, so 
God is really telling me like, Hey, like just, just focus on me mm-hmm. man. just, just, just look at me, just keep my gaze. My friend Nikki likes yeah. to say, and, and the rest of this, you know, um, the rest of this stuff will kind of, will kind of take care of itself. Right. And, 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 and what you need to kind of be propelled forward in Easter, I'm going to provide for you. And it was, it was just a really sort of light bulb moment that, that happened. Holy spirit moment that happened. Um, and I, I, you know, received, received the Eucharist and it was fantastic. And then on Sunday I stayed home and barbecued all day. It was great. <laughs> that was also um, fantastic. It was really great. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just a, a really, really great time. Um, I am, uh, and I've, I've talked to some other friends about this, uh, experiencing a little bit of a, like kind of now what kind of, kind of feeling, you know, a little, the honeymoon's over. Yeah. With- yeah. And, and I think some of it, some of it is because just in parish life and church life, it's just a really, really busy time. So yeah. it feels like I should be doing something and I'm not all of a sudden, but I wonder, you know, um, if that's not kind of the, the, the Holy, the Holy Spirit asking me, asking us to kind of think about, okay, mm-hmm. now what? Right. And the, the disciples after Jesus's resurrection, there had to be a time of like, now what? Where we just sit and collect our thoughts on how are you going to propel the gospel forward? Mm-hmm. Or is that how, even, is that or, even or, my job? Mm, right. Like, I think it's all of our jobs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, so that, so because the disciples witnessed the resurrection, mm-hmm. right. They, they witness that Sunday morning, the first day of the week, um, Mary goes to the tomb, disciples go to the tomb. There's all, there's, there's a lot of people that go to the tomb and they see that it's empty. Right. And Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene even has this, this beautiful moment where Jesus is, Jesus meets her like on, on the road back from the tomb. Right. And, um, yet when we meet the disciples again in, you know, in Luke's gospel later on, when we meet them in the book of Acts, they're hiding. They're scared. They're scared. Right. It's a, a time of turmoil mm-hmm. for, for Christians, for followers of Jesus. Peter, Peter even goes back to fishing. He's like, oh, you know, our little Pete He's like, I got to make some money sometime. <laughs> right. And he, he seriously, and he goes back to fishing. Food he, on the table. There's gotta be a, a part of him that thinks this is over. That was fun. You know, or that was heart, that was heartbreaking yeah. and it's over. I don't want to yeah. have to do more. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can only imagine what he was thinking. But. Yeah. Um, but it is, but they are like a, a very, you know, they are very, I think, human responses mm-hmm. to, to Christ. And um, when we talk about comfort or we talk about mm-hmm. the, you know, the lack thereof, it's a very uncomfortable place to be. I feel like, yeah, like that needs to be our new motto is to be comfortable with discomfort because mm-hmm. that's where the growth happens. And that's, I just feel like that's where the beauty happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, uh, this, this really, um, uh, this, this really sort of beautiful, uh, scene that happens. Um, we'll, we'll read about it at the daily mass on, um, on Saturday. Yeah. I think it's Saturday. Um, and, it's, it's from the Gospel of Mark. It's Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. Um, and, it, and it, you know, Mark's Gospel is really, it's really very simple, right? And it's appro- Mark's approach to the disciples is really very simple. Mark kind of, um, kind of shows the disciples as being uh, 
just regular guys, mm-hmm. regular people. Mary Magdalene is a, is a, a, you know, a regular person. And, and, um, so a lot of these other characters, um, apart from Jesus, they're just, they're just people. normal people yeah. that are kind of making mistakes and suffering. And sometimes, I mean, there's long stretches of Mark's gospel where the disciples are, are idiots for lack of a better <laughs> word. Like they don't do anything right. So right? they should be relatable to yeah. us. In yeah, some definitely, way, shape, definitely form. relatable. The other cool thing about Mark's gospel is it's the shortest one. So he gets to the point. Okay. Right. And, and, um, um, just a little, a little aside, if you're looking for something to read, Mark gospel, um, is, is great in that it's not too intimidating. Right. Um, Some people say don't mince words. Does Mark mince words? Like, he, is that why he, he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he, doesn't. Mince, he doesn't mince words. Cause does mince mean to, I think it means m- yeah. minced garlic, like make smaller. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Get, get on with the I, gospel. I don't know what that, I don't know what they're saying by that now. <laughs> I know to mince words means to make things more complicated, right? Like to. I don't want to mince words. Does that mean? We should have a whole other I'm episode sorry. about this. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so okay, so Saturday. speaking of of making things really clear, this um, <laughs> this gospel reading is is really it's really beautiful. It it uh, recounts a couple of Jesus's appearances after the resurrection, um, and so uh, let's. Let's just, we'll just jump right in. Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. When Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told his companions who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After this, he appeared in another form to two of them walking along on their way to the country. They returned and told the others but they did not believe them either. But later, as the eleven were at table, he appeared to them and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had been raised. He said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. I love this. I love it too. Um, I love it too. I can... Look, I'm not as holy as any of the apostles, you know, the, 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 the first, you know, the first, Jesus's first group of friends that literally you don't know proclaimed that. his gospel to the whole world. I mean, I know that right now they're in heaven, right? And so they're holier, right? <laughs> I also know that they, okay. they, they don't have the benefit of, of reading the gospel in True hindsight, story. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So they were, they were, you know, trying to make the best decisions they could and were making you know, bad decisions or, or the wrong decision, right? Yeah, uh, assuming the wrong just... things a lot of the time. And there's a really beautiful thing about, about this reading, um, that gives me a lot of hope and, and gives me hope for my discomfort, my, okay. my, my resistance to the kind of the call to go share the gospel. Right. And it's that Jesus still calls them anyway. Mm. At, at the end, like Jesus is, Jesus is, message is go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. These are, these are men that have been denying what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, for, for days at this point. Um, they've, you know, they've he denied all these rum- rumors and Jesus is still showing up going, Hey, Hey, let's go. Come on. Come, you on. Know, come on. We're going, we're going over here. And I, you know, I can only imagine Jesus is thinking, I know you, you didn't, you didn't get it when I walked on water. You didn't these get it skulls. when I, <laughs> You know, when I healed this person or that, but you didn't get it at the last supper. You didn't get it when I died. You didn't, you know, but I'm going to continue to 
kind of spell this out for mm-hmm. you. I'm going to continue to call you to, to, to bring you forward. Right. Yeah. Um, that in and of itself is so uncomfortable. Like when you, when you, if you're a little kid and you're taking like, like piano lessons, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't know, violin lessons or whatever. And you go to your teacher or even like, say you're struggling in math and you keep not getting it and you go to your teacher and you keep not getting it. Or maybe it's not just that you keep not getting it, but like, you're not practicing at home. Oh, that you're not, happens You're too. not really like, like doing, the doing the things that your teacher is asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then your teacher, you know, or your therapist or your doctor or whoever it is looks at you and just says, yeah, I know. I know this isn't working. We have to, we have to keep going. We have to keep going. How uncomfortable is that? So uncomfortable. Isn't that just like, you oh, it's just, awful. you feel awful about yourself. I feel yourself. like there's some guilt. Oh, absolutely. On, but not like Jesus is meaning to give you that sensation, but mm-hmm. because you're recognizing your own lackadaisical sure. humanity. Sure. There, there is a, there is a, a sense of like your, um, I don't know. I, I internalize that as like, man, I, I'm. I'm the worst for not doing yeah. X, Y, Z, right? And I suck. Yeah. Yet, you know, all of that, I mean, the, the disciples had to be feeling all, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had to be kind of going through all that stuff. And and then on top of that, I mean, this is the guy that like, they're, they're looking around the room and only one of them was at the crucifixion. Right? Only one of them stuck by Jesus' side. And he's the youngest one. That's why he's the beloved. And, and Jesus' mom was probably in the room. Ooh. Right. And nobody, nobody stuck up because Jesus had, had given Mary to John. Yeah. So Mary and John are attached, right? They're family Way at this to show point. Them up. And like Jesus just kind of shows up in the <laughs> upper room and like mom and John and Mary Magdalene are there. And the rest of the disciples are like, Oh, Ooh. you know, it's like if you've ever shown up to a, a party and like you didn't, you're the only one that didn't get someone something, right? Like it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, a thousand times worse, right? A thousand times worse. And yeah, let's the, put it like that. And the disciples had just come through this this time of real, I mean, like like Jesus was physically tortured and killed and you know, and he had every, you know, it it says that he, that he rebuked them, right? And and uh, um, re- rebuked them for the for their unbelief and hardness of heart. But I don't I don't imagine Jesus being Jesus just coming in and like, okay, that's ten Hail Marys, right? Or like <laughs> like like it wasn't it wasn't that kind of rebuke in the sense, you know, go sit in a it corner. It wasn't a punishment. Go to your room and think about what you've done. It wasn't that kind of kind of thing. It was like, I'm I'm gonna actually reveal to you the truth of what's been going on. It was a come to Jesus moment. A come to Jesus moment, right? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna reveal that truth. Yeah. I'm gonna reveal that truth in your heart. He's still he's still believes in their abilities enough to continue to reveal himself mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Trusting that is going to take at some point. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but that, okay. But that moment, like when you've, when you, if you've been in that situation where, where someone continues to believe in you or someone mm-hmm. continues to like help you, even when you don't want to help yourself, mm-hmm. when you realize how powerful that help is, or when you realize kind of the truth of what they're trying to get you to do in your heart, again, not the most comfortable thing in the world. It is, it is a really, really challenging, you know, thing to, to, to have someone else 
sort of pull you forward. But right? I think that it's complex in the sense that it's uncomfortable, but then it also reveals to you how awesome that faith in, in your abilities, uh, um, desire to keep pouring into you is mm -hmm. so that kind of would, I feel like that would propel you to want to do the same sure, sure. for the next generation. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and what's, again, what's amazing about, um, all of these people with the exception of, we don't know what happened to Mary Magdalene. We don't know what happened to, um, well, we have a, we have a, 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 a very good idea of what happened to everybody else in the room. Right. Right. Um, as far as how they, as far as died, how they, how they, how they died or, or what lived happened. Or um, traditionally the church believes that Mary was assumed in, into heaven. Like Mary mother of God. Mary, the mother of God was assumed into heaven. Mm -hmm. We know that John lived to a ripe old age mm -hmm. and we know that the other 10 men, right? Cause St. St. Stephen, uh, hadn't been, hadn't been, um, I'm sorry, not St. Stephen, St. Matthias hadn't been chosen yet. And even Matthias, they're all martyred, uh -huh. right? They're all martyred. So they all kind of go off to these glorious, these glorious ends, um, literally fighting to the death. I shouldn't say fighting, but, but, re but refusing to give up on Christ to their death, right? Mm -hmm. re re refusing to say that they don't believe. So they've, there's this, like we're witnessing this transition of them going, you know, Peter saying three times, no, I didn't know that dude. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what's going on, you know? And at least Peter's there for somebody to see his denial. Everybody else is just gone. Yeah. Like we don't even know where our Andrew or Bartholomew where are. They? They've all just kind of taken off. Right. Mm. And yet there's this moment where they're all so convicted, right? There's this moment where there's such a drastic change in their life and, and a change that continues to happen right in their life until their deaths. Why? Well, it's, it's because they had this encounter with the risen Christ, mm -hmm. right? It's not, uh, this is going to sound bad. It's not just about Jesus's resurrection, but it's about the effect that that resurrection oh. has on our hearts. Right. And that is, um, in, in order to truly experience that, like the disciples, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. We have to be willing to yeah. be uncomfortable. Because how, yeah, I would imagine that was just <laughs> terrible for them to be in the room with, well, great, and terrible for them to be in the room with Jesus after they didn't show up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, that's okay. I, I heard something at Mass yesterday that touched on... Um, what you just said. Okay. What'd you just say? <laughs> I said, I said that, that, that this, this, you know, they, they have this encounter moment and this, and this encounter moment, you know, um, is, is so life altering, right? There's so much change that comes out of this encounter moment. And, and they, that encounter moment is not just about, you know, for, for Jesus, it's not just about his passion, death and resurrection. Mm. It's about the effect that that resurrection has on us, mm -hmm. right? Does it change us? And if it does, that change can only be uncomfortable because the fact that someone died and mm -hmm. died such a horrific death and then comes back to life and doesn't come back to life to like conquer the people that killed persecuted him, him. Per persecuted him, but instead comes back to life to say, I love you anyway. I love you anyway. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, if, if, if Pontius Pilate, which in the Eastern Orthodox Church, uh, Pontius Pilate is a saint, him, him and his wife uh, um, converted after his, his 
uh, after Jesus's resurrection, right? He's considered a saint. But if Pontius Pilate had walked into that room at that moment and had had that encounter moment with Jesus, that grace would be open to Pontius Pilate too. It would be open to Longinus, the the the, the Roman soldier that that speared him, right? Yeah. Like the the you know the, the Roman soldiers that that dragged him through the streets and mm-hmm. whipped him and all that. Like Jesus would be like, hey. You guys yeah. want some of this grace? I'll I'll give it to you. It's all it's all it's all yours. I I I love you, right? That's amazing. That's life changing. That's life changing. It's also, oh my gosh, so uncomfortable. There's there's a there's a vulnerability there and a and a and a and a, and a, an amount of love mm-hmm. that is like so overwhelming. It is it is so. And when I say uncomfortable, I don't mean like oh your your coach made you run five miles and it was really. I mean that's sort of but it's like you ever had someone love you so much that it's it's just hard to to fathom it's hard to fathom it's hard to quantify it doesn't yeah. make sense in your heart or in your mind sorry yeah. i didn't mean to, no, to no, no. pull you away from your thought it's all good okay so at mass yesterday mm-hmm. the the one of the readings was about um the crippled man that peter and john healed so like how how could after after the resurrection, you know, how could Peter and John start um, performing miracles and such? And part of the message was that we can only give gifts um, that we've been given ourselves. And they had the gift of encountering the resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. And so they could give from that um, from that encounter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, that that's what I want to share. I love that. I love that. We can give the gifts of being known as we are known by the Lord. Simply share what you've received. And then and then he talked about the gifts we received in our sacraments, mm-hmm. too. So, you know, those gifts aren't given for us to hide under a basket. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're given to us so that we can then share that with others. I love that. Simply share what you've received. Does it? There's a... There's a uh, give it away. There's a simplicity to that that I think is probably, um, it's, it's one of those things where, where like when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And you're like, that sounds great. I'm going to do awesome. that. And then you but go you and you know try, my neighbor. <laughs> you go and you try to do that. And you're like, you're like, wait, that, that, per- guy? that guy, you want me to love that guy? Uh, He's the worst. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's a simplicity to that, that I think is, is, uh, I don't want to say it's not misleading, but it is a lot deeper maybe than it, it know, appears than simple. It, than it, it appears to be but right. It's a Pandora's box. And so, <laughs> And so, okay, so how do we, um, how do we step into that, into kind of sharing that gift of encounter, that gift of the resurrected Christ with someone else? And then two, when it gets uncomfortable, which it's going to, either in that encounter with Christ or in, in sharing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets uncomfortable, what do we do? What do we do? Sit in our uncomfortableness. Yeah. Press on, baby. Yeah. I, and, and that is, that seems like a really um, unqualified and maybe lack of a better word, crappy answer, right? <laughs> Which, what, what are your other choices? Moonwalk out? Then I would just feel like all the apostles minus John for not showing up. I'm not going to be that person. So, I'm going to sit in that awkwardness. So there's a there's a, a disciple in scripture that um, he he get he has the benefit and the um, and the what's it, what's what's the opposite of a benefit? Uh, Detriment. Um, fault. Um, yeah. Um, and the handicap. Handicap. Of, there you go. There you go. Of having the good news of the resurrection proclaimed to him one extra time. 
right? And that's Thomas. Oh. So, so there's all these, these resurrection moments that are happening with people, these encounter moments with the resurrected Christ. It finally gets back to the disciples, right? After, you know, this kind of smattering of people brings it back to the disciples. Um, and then Thomas isn't there. Right, this, this in, in John's gospel, oh, kind again. of this first, this first uh, um, uh, gathering. Tom, mm-hmm. yeah, Thomas isn't there; he's he's absent, and then he has the benefit of like because because he's not in trouble. Like we just heard in Mark's gospel, yeah. we're not in trouble, but rebuked. he's he's not rebuked because he's not there to receive the rebuke. Right, so he has this other opportunity to say, "I believe." Right, yeah. without seeing, he can kind of say, "I believe." I be- that's what Christ was talking about, and I believe. And of course he doesn't, right? And he he needs this this um, this whole separate moment, this proof yeah. of Jesus's resurrection, right? And what's so incredible about Jesus, Jesus shows up in that room. There's all those other holy men and women. There's all these other things that are happening. He is re- he's resurrecting for the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. He's not just resurrecting for the Jews or just for Jerusalem or whatever. For the entire world, Jesus has so much on his plate, and he shows up just for Thomas. Mm just for Thomas, right? Shows up and he says, Thomas, go ahead, put your, put your hands in my wounds. Like, like if it's, if it's vulnerability and intimacy, that's going to, to change your mind and to change your heart, then here it is. And I mean, the, the, there had to be like a, like a, oh no, I'm at the, I'm in the principal's office moment Mm -hmm. for Thomas Mm -hmm. that had to feel so first of all, the amount of love that Jesus is in the room and he's in the room for me. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I let him down. Yeah. Right. And then once you kind of get past the, oh, I let him down. Oh, but he's like so concerned with me having let him down that he's going to go this extra step. And we're not just going to have a spiritual encounter. We're going to have a physical encounter. Mm. That's wild. It's also the Eucharist. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the Eucharist, right? <sighs> so he wants that with all of us. Yeah. He does that for each of us. So in a weird way, I was thinking about this at mass yesterday, uh, Tuesday, in a weird way, if we're real comfortable with the Eucharist, we're missing something. Mm. The Eucharist, That's interesting. The yes, Eucharist yes. should compel us to look Pause. at our lives, evaluate our decisions, evaluate the, 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 the life that we lead either with or without Christ, right? The light spots mm-hmm. and the dark spots in our life and to really, really, really be radically different. Not just after we take the Eucharist, but even in our approach. Um, my, my, my dad growing up, my dad had a, a friend of his that he worked with that was, that was Hindu. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, we were like, we're at some kind of company thing. And I don't remember why, like religion, came up and, and they were, you know, talking about this denomination kind of believes this and Catholics believe this and blah, blah, blah. And, um, someone said something about the Eucharist and this guy, his ears kind of perked up and he goes, so you believe that that is God, the Eucharist is God. And my dad was like, yeah. And he goes, how are you not on your hands and knees entering the church and then leaving the church? Like, how are you? If that's really God, and if that's really what you believe, essentially, how are you like, so casual how are you about? so how are you so comfortable? Yeah, yeah. With it, how mm-hmm. are you so casual with it? Um, not saying that to make anyone shame feel anyone. bad or shame anyone, 
But just maybe to, to change our thinking, um, a, a lot of times, you know, we can feel like, okay, what now after Easter? Or, or, or maybe if you're a person who's only going to Mass, going to church Christmas and Easter, maybe it feels like, okay, I've done that. Now I can get back into my routine, right? Maybe your routine is missing something. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not saying that to shame anyone. I'm saying that in the hopes that you will encounter the resurrected Christ and be compelled to continue. To seek, to seek that encounter, to continue to kind of live out of that encounter. Yeah, and it also uh, reminds me of the old conversation we were having before we recorded with like a lot of times um, it seems like daily masses are attended heavily by older people. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to think it's because they were like closer to death. God, so I can't believe you said that. I'm just kidding. That was actually <laughs> my joke earlier. So, Well, I mean, because I think that's a common misconception is mm-hmm. that the they're afraid because they're nearing the end. Mm-hmm. So they're spending as much time, you know, with God to like make amends. And, and recently as I became a daily mass goer, it became, I had an awareness or an epiphany where it was like, no, they just get that. This is like your dad's Hindu friend. Like if this is, if this is really God, I want as much of him as I mm-hmm. can get. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm to spend time with him, to receive him because it, it should change me. Yeah. I need it to change me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that change is oftentimes, and I'm willing to admit that change is going to be in spite of me. Oh, for sure. Right? In, in spite of my, my, I need him to do the heavy lifting. Exactly. It's, you know, and, and this is, this is, I, I think where our attachment to comfort kind of comes in. Like, like we are, you know, we're so attached to things kind of going our way. It's not even mm. necessary because comfort is, is relative, right? So it's not even necessarily that things should be a certain way, right? Some people like their mattress firm. Some people <laughs> like it soft, right? So, so we all have a different idea of what comfort right. is, right? But when we, when we find ourselves attached to that and unwilling to let God into mm. um, both our, our uncomfortable places and our comfortable places, that's when we really put limitations on on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? We can't limit God's grace. We can limit ourselves as to what we're going to allow God to do. Yeah. Right. And so, um, we, we, one of my, uh, one of my really good friends, I've, I've talked about him before, uh, Mike, Mike Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember on a mission trip, he, he gave this talk. We had this, this group of kids, they were, they were wonderful. Um, but they were very, on this mission trip, they were very rowdy for some reason, like, you know, usually by like, by like Tuesday, the kids are tired. They're settled in. And they're settled in and we have kind of a routine. And I remember it was like Tuesday or Wednesday night and they were still just, we were having, a, we were having a hard time getting them to focus in worship and getting them to focus at mass and things like that. And, and I remember, um, he, he got up and he asked them to raise their hands, like, and you know, to, to raise their hands in front of the group. How many of you regularly go to confession? like two or three raised and this group of like a hundred kids. Oh, right? wow. Kind yeah, of right, kind yeah. of How many of you regularly go to adoration? And like, again, like a few kind of raised their hand. And he said, you know, he said as, as they were driving home from their work site that day, um, he saw four or five billboards for like, um, uh, like a, like gentlemen's clubs mm. and, you know, X-rated video and different things. And it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an urban area, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of stuff is there. And he said, you know, what is, what is so appealing about that? And, and so, you know, 
like like why don't we why don't we have billboards like that for the Eucharist? Mm-hmm. Like why aren't we pulling people in to experience that kind of love? And that? he's like, and you go, you know, that place all night long on a Wednesday night is packed, right? But you drive to your church and the Adoration Chapel. There's one little blue-haired lady mm-hmm. in there, right? And he he pointed out something really like really powerful, and it stuck with me. He said that blue-haired lady is like, she's like. She's like special forces. Wow. She is so highly trained Hmm. and so, um, she's so full of grace. Right. And, and, you know, we don't, we don't recognize that. And she, she's, she's gotten to that place in her relationship with God because she wants, she, because she doesn't mind being uncomfortable because she doesn't mind being sort of lost in, in Jesus's presence. Right. And, the world, the world and Jesus's presence aren't compatible. And we can prove that because the world killed him. Right. Right. Another seesaw situation. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it really does. I think, um, it's, it's an important thing to kind of remember at, um, at Easter. It's an important thing to remember all the time that our, I don't know, our, our sort of Christian livelihood, right? Kind of what propels us forward as Christians. And if we're going to wear that, that, that badge of honor, that name of Christian, it's, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to do things that don't necessarily feel good spiritually, Mm -hmm. physically, mentally, whatever. We have to be willing to kind of go to those dark corners of life and, and allow the light, allow the light to, to, to shine. To be the light. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's good stuff, but important work. Mm-hmm. It is. That reminds me of the some of the saints that I spent time with during Lent. You know, thinking of Miguel Pro for whatever reason, he's popping up, but just yeah, claiming the name of Jesus and and never forsaking um, your belief in Him or His His uh, kingship mm-hmm. to the point of death. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that I could do that. I think you could. I, oof, that would be. I I don't want to be challenged. It it might have been on that same uh, it might have been on that same night of that mission trip. Um, there was another gentleman there, my friend Anthony, that that you know that they were talking about. You know, the kids started talking about the Eucharist, and there were kind of people saying, you know, I you know that they could could you could you die for the Eucharist? Could you you know like Miguel Pro? Could mm-hmm. you be a martyr like that? And I, and I remember my friend Anthony Whistler standing up and saying, anybody can die for the Eucharist. Can you live for him? Ooh, can you can you live for him? Wow! Right, that's profound. It is. It is profound. It's t- it's and same thing with your dying you know, is easy, young I, man. Living I, is harder. Yeah, that's I would. Quote. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Die, I would die for my. I would die for my kids. Well, of course, any parent would. Right? Can you would live? You live can you live for your wow. kids? Can you wow. rearrange your life to like live for your kids? Um, you know, Jesus uh, personified that beautifully. He he lived for us and died for us and then lived for us again. Um, and continues to live for us. Uh, and that's, you know, pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. Pretty, pretty powerful to me. We got it. We got it made with the Savior guy. We do. We do. We absolutely do. Um, we are just about out of time. I feel like we went real deep, real fast. We did. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a guest next week. Ooh. And hopefully for the next couple of weeks, uh, which is exciting. Um, we're... Um, we're really, really uh, excited about some things that we have on the horizon, and uh, some I have, I have some some summer ideas. Ooh, 
um, that Martin. I think are that I think are going to be really fun. Do you have things on tap? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, we're we're be on the lookout for uh, some changes to our. Um, I, I have I have an, I have something I can share with you. I realize I didn't <laughs> talk like, to you about this. I can't wait to hear this. I realize I didn't talk to you about this. I'm sorry. I, I meant to mention this earlier. Um, I've been working on a website for us. Shush. Yeah, it's been working on a Look little website you. for us. Um, uh, a little to, webby web. LateToChurchPodcast.com. Uh-huh. Um, it's not launched yet, but it'll be coming out very soon. And uh, we'll have some opportunities on there for people to go. And you don't have to email us or anything anymore. Not that a ton of people have. <laughs> Um, but some op- some opportunities, and, and we'll really and we'll, back. we'll post it, and and we'll be kind of keeping that uh, in the fresh. Yeah, keeping it fresh, that kind of thing. So, so fresh, it's exciting. So exciting, very good. You picked up right where it was supposed to be. Really, That's so inviting to you know. Yeah. No, okay. I don't. Eighties, maybe. She's fresh. She's so fresh. Exciting. Come on. No. Dang it. Yeah. I'll look later. We're not that far apart in age, but sometimes. <laughs> The like, gap is big. The, the gap, with the, the gap with that reveals reference. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Although I was only eight when Freedom ninety came out, wow. and and I and and I absolutely remember that. I love that really? song. Really, we were talking about George Michael's Freedom ninety. Yeah, earlier. not George Michael from Arrested Development. Not that. Rather, <laughs> rather. Yeah, the, the actual the, the British pop yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the best thing ever. Nikki just tried to sing Freedom without moving her lips. It was awesome. What I can do in my head uh-huh. that doesn't come out is so great. And then when I try to make it come out of my mouth, like, it sounds different. I sound just so like George Michael in my head when I sing exactly. George Michael. I sound just like him. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, or when I sing Freddie Mercury, I sound just like Freddie oh, Mercury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know what happened in Pilates yesterday? I was so upset. They had, there was a Queen song playing. It was so good, and I was just enjoying it. And then these really young girls came from the back area, like they were had a meeting space, mm-hmm. and they came to the front desk. And then the song switched to something else from like this century. I was very bummed. Threw yeah. me off my groove. Yeah, I, I bet. That's not. That's also is that isn't. I mean, come on. Keep like your you hands off the music. Like you can't wait until the song changes. Don't change it mid-song. Because even if it's a bad song or a song that I'm not enjoying, I need to not enjoy it all the way through. Yeah, it feels incomplete. Yeah. 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 Because then after, as soon as the class is over, I get in my car and I'm like looking up the song. I need to finish it. It feels incomplete. I've got like 17 minutes left of the movie Dune that just came out. <laughs> and and it's and it bothers me that I'm I'm I think that's hilarious. I, you know I how many don't. Minutes. I don't. Well, it's because I didn't think it was that great a movie, but I, I want to finish it. You right? Finish I didn't think it, it was that great a movie, but there's a part of me that is like, no, you have to. It's a movie. You have to watch it all in one. Because if someone references something, what if it's they reference something in the last 17 minutes, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, I saw it. I really did see it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Exactly. You don't want to be that guy. You don't. Mm-mm. You don't. That's Laurel with her books. You know, like if mm-hmm. she's reading something that's in a trilogy, mm-hmm. she's like, oh first one wasn't that great but I feel like I have to read them and I'm like yeah. I don't think you have to yeah and she's like no you do I've I've read like three or four of the Game of Thrones yeah uh, series those are big ones huh they are they're tough um and and the last one that I read was just it was just so just My it was just names and dates it was just on yeah. and on and on and so I really couldn't get through it 
and I want to be excited about the final book that's come out. And I want to be excited about the other books between the book that I'm on and the final book. I just can't, I just can't jump back in. Yeah. That's tough. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I I hope you work your way through it. We're just telling people about our stuff now. Um, Okay, so uh, if you've learned anything uh, today, ragamuffins, um, or if you've taken anything away, I know what I'm taking away is that my my discomfort. I, I need to I need to treat my discomfort um, like it's like it's lying to me a little mm. bit, um, and to to could we say lean into it, lean into it some, and to um, to really kind of rely on on Christ to give me the comfort that He wants me to have. Yes. That's, that's, we've talked about peace before. Because his comfort would be perfect comfort. And also that, that, hey, this time of Easter is about going forth, mm-hmm. right? It's about, it's about going forth and sharing the gospel. And even though it feels like, okay, that's over, um, that is not the case. And that, that, that comfort of something being over, being complete is, is, is a lie. That's, mm. that's the, that's an obstacle, right? And so, um, if you're, if you're struggling in your, uh, your, your Lenten walk, which has now become your, your Easter walk, right? If you're struggling in that, know that you're not alone. Know that we're all struggling. We're all kind of, kind of working through these different things. We're all the disciples who didn't believe. We're all the disciples who, like Thomas, who mm-hmm. were, were absent or then, and then when they showed up late, they were still not believing. Yeah. We're all kind of, you know, Mary Magdalene looking around, wondering what's going on, right? We're all Peter going, well, that's over. I'm going to go back to fishing, right? Like we're, we're all kind of in that place um, at various moments in our lives. Um, but when that opportunity for an encounter comes, be ready for it. Embrace yeah. it. Be open to it. Um, Christ won't, won't let you down. Never. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking away from this episode that idea of um, Jesus, the, the teacher, the doctor, the coach, who says, yeah, I see that this isn't working. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. I like that encouraging yeah. Jesus. I do too. I do too. Um, and he, he, what's, what's amazing is he says that from the gospels. Mm-hmm. He says that from the cross. He says it from the resurrection. His consistency is impressive. He's yeah. He's, he's on point all the time. Yeah. I like that about him. I like that too. Let's pray. And, uh, we will ragamuffins. will pray for you and you pray for us. Um, Please. thank you for, thank you for listening in the yes. name of the father, the son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our father, father who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Muffins, we love you. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Alleluia. He is risen. I love the Alleluia. I love it, too. And we'll it's talk at you cool. later. We'll, we'll talk, talk at you later. later. Bye. Peace. Bye. Oh, I did it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. Can you tell uh, which podcast we've been listening to? Bye. Bye.
the Late to Church podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder, you are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.